Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the salt to his peppa, Michael Howard. Put push it real good. Ooh, push it real good. Uh. Sorry. That's like only the only salt and pepper song I know, Michael. <laughs> that should be better, but I don't know any other ones, so. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know who gets to be Spinderella in that analogy. I guess it would be Curtis? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Michael, I do have one critical question for you. Um, yes. It sounds like it, but is your microphone turned on this week? Yes. Oh, there he is. That's the the sweet whispers in my ear that I love to hear. Uh, yeah, sorry, folks. Um, had a bit of an audio malfunction once again in our uh, Chicago uh, in-person recording. Uh, we just can't seem to get those right. We should probably stop getting so drunk and eating so many, like, donuts and hot dogs and sausages. Well, to be fair, I saved the donuts for the day after. That is true. I was a good podcast boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry uh, for um, the audio goof up. We yeah. uh, really really wanged it. Uh, speaking of, just real quick off the top, um, real quick correction from last week. Um, our Shanghai Cub reporter and also preeminent uh, biologist, uh, Jen, our good friend, uh, informed me that insects are indeed of the animal kingdom and I am a moron. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know how I really like to say, like, very confidently dumb things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of those things. It's a lot better when it's only, like, two people, because yeah. if the other person doesn't call you on it, then you can just say whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and we're both pretty stupid. Yeah, we say so, a lot of dumb things, but mm-hmm. I, at least I went I went to, like, genus or, or class or whatever. Mm, Should have gotten you, that phylum. You, I, I, I doubled down. <laughs> you very. doubled down hard. Very hard, very quickly. Uh, just was super convinced. I like that I looked up because I was drunk enough to make sure I wanted to pronounce the word pedantic correctly. Mm-hmm. You looked that not, up, but not the animal kingdom. Not drunk enough to look up <laughs> what kingdom insects were in. Eh, you know what? It's not the worst mistake you've ever made. No. And, and I'll be honest. I skipped biology in high school because we had to dissect a frog in it. And you know how I feel about those bad boys. But shouldn't you like cutting them open? then no shouldn't you be like oh yeah i'm gonna fuck that thing up no do you understand how fear works i don't want to be anywhere just the thought of a dead it's a dead frog yeah it's still a fucking frog but it but it can't hurt you anymore kush (laughs) except in my nightmares i don't want to be anywhere near a frog that's just how i live my life uh but michael how you doing bud uh you know what i'm doing pretty well aside from the fact that it is uh almost nine o'clock here in the PM, and it is still 92 degrees, so I don't know what the hell is going on, but uh, I assume the city's going to melt. It's global cooling. Yeah. <laughs> it's that climate change that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, Michael, can I tell you a cool, fun thing that I discovered this weekend? Please do. Okay. Um, well, you know how you learned that your mom was listening to the show? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yet you apologize for some of the F words that you and I sling around mm. just hither just and yon. Willy nilly. Indeed. Um, you know, it's worse than that. Does your, does your boss listen to it? No, my okay. girlfriend's parents listen to it. <gasps> oh, no. Just discovered that one. So, hi. <laughs> also sorry for all the F words and hi. all the other dumb shit I say. Hi, Michael's girlfriend's parents. How are you? They're in Florida right now, so <laughs> living it up. Anyway, Michael, let's get into the news of the day. Anything going on fun in the world? Um, 
I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, I don't know if you've you've seen the reviews of the Mummy that have been coming out, the new Tom I, Cruise vehicle. I've seen a couple. I've heard it is the worst Tom Cruise movie of all time, which to me actually means something. Because uh, I've seen both Jack Reacher movies. <laughs> you saw both? Yeah. I actually liked the first one, I'm not going to lie. The first one was fine. The second one was not as good. Okay. Um, but the books are inherently ridiculous. So. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it it's supposed to be stupid. Right. Oh, you know, speaking of movies, though, Kush, one thing we did do while you were here... Yes. ...that I insisted upon... Yes. ...was watching the new Triple X. Yes, The Return of Xander Cage. The Return of Xander Cage. And I, you know, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but... I don't think it disappointed. I saw it. That's the second time I had seen it. Yeah. Well, so it was, I think collectively, I had probably seen it four times because <laughs> on my flight home from Scotland, literally everyone on the plane was watching it. Uh, so it's a good at, choice. Uh, but I myself was paralyzed by all the choice I had. So I just read a book like a nerd. <laughs> um, but I kept looking up and catching a lot of the action scenes and it looked Incredible. And then when I got to Chicago, I happened to mention that to you and you said, oh, shit, it's on. Yeah, we have to like the entire time I was watching it by myself. I was like, God, I wish someone I wish Kush or Curtis or both or everybody in the world was here watching this movie with me right now. Yeah, because like uh, there were several times like I just turned and just hit you. I was like, this is insane. It's it's the dumbest thing. Like. It's like Vin Diesel pitched a bunch of shit for Fast and the Furious franchise. And they were like, no, no, that is ridiculous, Vin. You need to sit down. You need to get out of the writer's room. You're insane. And he was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to make my own movie and I'm going to include all the stupid shit I wanted to do. So I do know that he plays Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. So like he's into role playing games. This movie was basically like a Vin Diesel RPG. <laughs> like, he just like, yeah, no, I'm a super spy, like, extreme athlete. Now I'm going to do the best motorcycle jump, best mm-hmm. slash least physically possible motorcycle jump since Vanilla Ice is cool as ice, <laughs> where he jumps over a fence by just his sheer bicep power. And, and, and he has his Dungeons and Dragons uh, character name tattooed above his stomach. Oh, in God. Triple X. I forgot about that. It's part. like Melchior or something like that. <sighs> Man, what an angel in disguise. Right? We, don't des- we do not deserve Vin Diesel we don't. on this planet. We don't. But back to the mummy and all its poop <laughs> and all its very bad glory. <laughs> back to a poop movie. Yeah. You know, I'm actually kind of disappointed to hear about that because, like, I really enjoyed the original mummy. Oh, yeah. With Brendan Fraser. And it's not very often that you remake a movie that had Brendan Fraser in it with Tom Cruise. And, and it gets worse. And it gets way worse. Yeah. Um, I even enjoyed, like, remember The Scorpion King? Yeah. I mean, I think, I can't remember if it was, I think we were drunkenly uh, yelling about Scorpion King <laughs> on one of the uh, trends in Fast Places. And uh, I think I incorrectly said it was shit. And yeah, no, you're you, very wrong. You rightly jumped all over me. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm very disappointed to hear that the the mummy is apparently terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just the, from everything I know, Universal is trying to make its, like, another franchise with yeah. all of the monster movies that the it owns. The Dark and Universe. Even the Dark Shore. And, like, Russell Crowe plays, like, 
Oh, fuck, I remember. Fighting around the world. I think his name is like, I, I read a review and like his character's name is like Dr. Hank Jekyll or something or Henry Jekyll. And like apparently the entire audience just booed when, when they said his name. So it's just like, they're just like whiter, shittier, fightier uh, Nick Fury shows up like in the middle of it. And just like, guys, we don't need to, we don't need to do this, right? Like the original Mummy was great because it knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser was just a goofball. Rachel Wise was just like, a smart woman who was great and passionate about her job and had a, like, a excessively goofball brother. Like, mm-hmm. it just worked because it wasn't trying to be anything other than, ooh, mummies and guns and stuff. That was an interesting time, um, back when Brendan Fraser was a A-list Hollywood actor, huh? Yeah, what a world we lived in. What a world. Like, he was, <laughs> he was like the Chris Pratt of, of that time, I would say. Yeah, and he didn't even have to, like, be get, good like, at anything. Well, be good. He didn't have to get sick gains. He didn't have to get all nope. ripped up. No. Nope. Yeah. He didn't have to try. No. Just a goofball with like a like a floppy haircut. Yeah. I mean, he was. I I think it all just stems from Encino Man. He was just so good in that. Sure. They were I mean, like, I sh- need that on on all of my movies. Yeah, and then he makes a weird like clap finger gun at uh, the Oscars and just kind of <laughs> goes down the toilet. <laughs> Honestly, if they remade this mummy movie like shot for shot, but with Brendan Fraser in it instead of Tom Cruise, I guarantee it would be a better movie. It, it, so from all of the previews I've seen, it's it seems like it would fit Brendan Fraser's goofiness more than it fits Tom Cruise just all in like over the topness. I well, guess that's the thing about like movies these days. Like my favorite iterations of all like the Universal like monster movies were like either the Abbott and Costello or like the Bing Crosby like versions of them like just like having fun with these inherently stupid monsters like a mummy is not a scary thing like I don't care how I don't, how, I don't care how bad it's juju is it's not that scary <laughs> so like people who are willing to have a little fun with it rather than just being like this grim dark like like honestly even like the one clip from the trailer where like there's the dust cloud with the face like consuming London it's mm-hmm. like how much more can London take? It's been destroyed in like 18 movies. Like Gerard Butler blew it up two years ago. Uh, Thor the Dark World had like the cloud with the face in it coming. There's like, we've done it. Be, be better. <laughs> it, do something better. Yeah. You know, like when all the, the, the bugs flew out of, out of the mummy's mouth. That's inherently creepy. Yeah. And even like, or like when the bugs like, ate that one guy in the room. Like, that's mm-hmm. just scary because it's on a personal level. I don't right. give a shit about London getting, like, swarmed by dust. Yeah, it, it is a big thing in movies, right, to destroy an entire city because you're supposed to be like, oh, man, look at the power. But it's like, it's not as, I guess, per- personable, Yeah, if that's the right word. Like, I don't feel it on a, on a personal level because, like, I'm not, like, I, I much prefer in, like, Jurassic Park when somebody just gets just eaten like a person gets eaten you prefer when one person gets ripped apart by a massive dinosaur exactly because i can be like oh man that would suck to be that person but like how can i I be like oh it sucked to be that city like come on that's like the difference between the x-men movies made by fox and all the marvel movies which like the marvel movies do have like massive like world like ending like things but they always like have like the little moments where like captain america saves a waitress Mm -hmm. from an alien rather than just like an alien Topples the Empire State Building. And Tony no Stark reason. dooms a little child to being hunted for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know yeah, how it goes. Things like that. He's a selfish a-hole. <laughs> All right, Michael, I think we've talked about bad movies. Uh, so what, what else you got for me? We got a pretty tasty lineup this week. Well, I have a pretty good listener submission. Oh, yeah? And it's mostly good for a couple quotes from it. Okay. 
but this is from The Smoking Gun, and I'm just going to read you the title. Postcoital Battery Bust for Porn Star. Okay, so am I supposed to parse the meaning of this headline? No, I mean, you, you can if you want, but... So there's two things that two things that I, I'm going to go with. Yep. One, either they were having sex and then Porn Star just went buck wild and started hitting his or her partner. Uh-huh. And they got arrested on on battery charges. Or they were also using a toy, a battery-powered toy, during <laughs> coitus, and that busted and exploded, and oopsie-whoopsie, everyone's in a bad mood now. Uh, Either man. one is newsworthy to the, me. The second one would be... Would be more entertaining, I think, just on its on its surface. But yeah, um, but no, this was the first one. Okay, so was was the the battery charge with a toy? <laughs> no, 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 it was All with right. fists. Oh. Actually, this right. female porn star by the name of Lauren K. Scott um, punched the man in the face after they had sex because. He wanted her to leave, and she wouldn't stop texting on her phone, and he basically was like, hey, get get the fuck out my house, and she got upset and just started beating him in the face. So this is essentially the Alamo Drafthouse guy yeah. taken to the nth degree, and then the woman just says, no, yeah. I will not stand for your bullshit. <laughs> yes. Lauren K. Scott, her her porn star name is Dakota Sky. Sure. Um, and since 2013, she has appeared in scores of X-rated productions and was the 2015 Best New Starlet at the AVN Awards. So Prestigious, yes. The best part of this article, Scott, who started as a cam girl, stars in such videos as Slut Puppies 9, Anal Buffet 10, and Milkmaids. <laughs> she can also be seen opposite porn superstar James Dean in the 2016 production I came on James James Dean's face six. <laughs> you know, I gotta be honest with you. So we were talking I, about movie franchises, I guess. Yeah. The I came on James Dean's face. <laughs> you know, the critics said they would never make it past the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, I think just like the Fast and the Furious series, the fourth one really revitalized it. Yeah, it rebooted um, the whole thing. And it like four wasn't great, but it... it it really, it really, uh, I guess, set the stage for I Came on James Dean's Face 5, which was really like the the pinnacle of the series, I think. Well, the good thing about 4 was that Vin Diesel came back in it. <laughs> and then 5, The Rock, was in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, but it's Rock, R-O-Q, he's actually just a giant Samoan porn star. Uh, weirdly, same amount of cocoa butter on, <laughs> on his entire body, though, the entire time. <laughs> It's just a complete modeled shot for shot after Fast Five, actually. Yeah. Except at the end, um, everyone comes on James Dean's face. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, though, I mean, if I, if my face mm-hmm. <laughs> had been the target of six volumes of, I gotta imagine a full feature like video <laughs> of just, you know, receptacle, mm-hmm. um, I, I would not be my job satisfaction would be at an all time low. I mean it it depends though. I mean I mean yeah, having not seen all of the films. I I skipped 2 and 3 because Well, you know, yeah. I mean it was like I came on James Dean Tokyo Drift. Right. I didn't need I didn't need Ludacris in there. That. Yeah. I mean okay, cool. You drifted on James Dean's face. Big deal. <laughs> but like 
But I mean, the other ones, though, I mean, she's like a, I mean, Slut Puppy's nine and Anal Buffet 10. Again, that, just a lot of butts to eat. Yeah. Like, for this guy, no. <laughs> I'm more of a, a quick service restaurant. I'm just, yeah, I'm, nope. you don't like the buffet? No, not under those circumstances. I hear that they have a great chocolate fountain, though. Okay, that's gross. You are gross, sir. I hope your mom listens to this. So. <laughs> I love- Mo- yeah, mothers are listening love- to this. I love that we just talked about how my mom listened to it, and then your girlfriend's parents listen to the show, and then I'm like, hey. <laughs> what about sounds of poop coming in your butts. mouth? <laughs> listen, Michael, we're not going to edit ourselves. No. Okay? Once I'm not going to be... I'm going to be who I am. Yeah. And once again... I am playing a persona on this show. Definitely not myself. No. I would never say that. Michael Howard, non-Trends in Low Places, would never say that stuff. Yeah. This is for entertainment purposes only. It's like uh, like the gambling commercials. I kind of am looking forward to uh, I Came on James Dean's Face 8. When mm. when Jason Statham just literally just he doesn't come on his face so much he just kicks it really hard mm, yeah and then James Dean is just gone he he goes he goes away and they just they don't make it and then it's just Jason Statham kicking faces nine he just takes over the whole franchise yeah I just really hope that um he doesn't carry a baby while he's going through the plane and just coming all over faces. <laughs> Because I feel like that well, would be awkward for a lot well, of people. Well, the thing is, though, I mean, even when he was doing all the good murder um, on the plane in Fast 8, he was very cognizant of that baby's well-being. Mm-hmm. He put headphones on. I'm sure he turned his face away from the violence. Yeah. I think Jason Statham would be a very conscientious parental guardian as he was coming all over those faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, in the, I think like it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with James Dean's brother dying at... In between shooting of six and seven. Right. They're going to have to use some CGI uh, cum well, for that part of it, I think. Well, no, I mean, it'd, it'd be more the face. And I think as we've talked about, like the Kurt Russell Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, like face magic. They're getting better. They've gotten pretty good. That looked exactly like Kurt Russell from the 19, like 1980. He just, that was Kurt Russell. That is so, I mean, true. We don't even need James Dean's face anymore. That's we true. We can just come on any old face and be like, ah, I came on James Dean's face. Uh, yeah. So actually, James Dean died 20 years ago. Weird. <laughs> same, same James Dean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's D E E. Wait, D E E N. Yes. I wouldn't know. I don't watch pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, speaking of uh, people watching pornography, I have some. Oh, God. I have some some good stuff for you. Yeah. So it's the ten year anniversary apparently of Pornhub. Oh sure. Yeah. So they they released a whole lot of data. So oh. apparently they co- they collect data. Yeah. They all the data. Their data is very fun. They yeah. they uh. So I have some I have some good ones for you. Yeah. Did you know that at Christmas time searches on Pornhub for Elf go up four hundred and sixty four percent. That is. Horrifying. <laughs> but the other, other Those interesting good thing, little helpers are just there to deliver toys. Never mind, I get it. <laughs> there you go. They're just oh. crafting those. They're crafting that wood for okay. the toys. Let's go ahead. Traffic declines by forty-five percent on Christmas Eve. 
Oh, that's nice. People yeah. are going with their families. And then it spikes to 34% above average early on Christmas morning. So people who couldn't watch their pornography on a Christmas Eve night are just waking up on Christmas morning and this hankering for well, it. Well, to me, that speaks to parents who stayed up all night, like wrapping gifts and getting... Oh, uh, uh, spoiler alert for <laughs> anyone... <laughs> Any listeners under the age of, I'm going to say, 12, who still believe in Santa Claus, please. Uh, yeah, so after Santa delivers the toys and then the parents, yeah. they, and then they go watch all the porn. Yeah. I, I, I would say it's it's parents who have to just, like, be awake. And again, I'm not a parent. I don't know how this all works. But uh, just like, oh, man, I'm just awake at, like, one in the morning after wrapping a ton of presents. It's going to unwrap, gonna unwrap something else, you know? Um, yeah, Michael, I do want to, so, um, <laughs> uh, Pornhub, I guess they have a blog, just uh, very similar to like OkCupid's data blog. Uh, so about a week and a half ago, they released, uh, the most common misspelled porn searches mm. state by state. Mm-hmm. Uh, one little insight, uh, the term Kofif has already been searched <laughs> more than 9,000 times on Pornhub. Um, even what though there's the- no definition to it. Yeah, what... I wonder what comes up when you search Kofif. I don't know, but uh, do you want to know that most people just spell porn? (laughs) (laughs) A alarming amount of this country is looking for cartoon porn. Okay. Um, Like hentai porn or just like, or like, uh, like John from uh, uh, Garfield. So it's mostly spelling hentai incorrectly. Okay. Uh, There's also two, uh, Michigan and West Virginia spell, are looking for carton porn. Oh, carton. Florida and South Carolina want webony. Just people fucking milk cartons. Yeah. Um, Texas wants lebsiam. Mmm. Yes. Pretty, pretty classic. Lebsiam skazizering. And, um, Minnesota, just stepmon. Stepmon? Mon, yes. Mon, okay. So it's like, it's not like, it's not your stepdad, It's but it's like a reggaeton stepdad. So it's yeah. your stepmon. It's all very bad. Oh, also, don't, don't call me Joe. Call me stepmon. Apparently a lot of people are searching for fidget spinners in their porn, which I don't really understand that. <laughs> huh. I'm intrigued. That's more of like a talent show, I think, than uh <laughs> <laughs> like a porn. <laughs> hey, you like, wanna, look what I can do. You want to know the most disturbing stat on this Pornhub thing? Yes, I obviously want to know that. On Father's Day, searches for dad and daddy went up by 1,361%. Uh, okay, cancel the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I am not here for that, Michael. <laughs> okay, how about a palate cleanser? Uh, yeah. When Fidel Castro died last November 25th, Searches for Cuba went up 104%. Especially popular were uh, the was the term "big booty Cuban." Sure, okay, so, yeah. You know, you you know, like you get your news alert: Fidel Castro died, and you're like, "Oh man, that's I really want to see some big booty Cubans." All yeah, of a sudden, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I will say, I that makes me very curious. Obviously, this was a while ago, but what happened when we got Bin Laden? Oh. Because I was asleep during that, and I woke up to a lot of hubbub, mm-hmm. uh, and like generally just like, okay, well that happened, I missed it. Like, like bearded porn, maybe just bearded dudes. Michael, what are you looking at? <laughs> what are 
are you talking about? Good lord. <laughs> Obviously, it'd be two dudes blasting someone in the face. <laughs> uh, that's way worse than anything I've said. Yeah. Hmm. I came on James Dean's face. <laughs> okay. Sorry. There's a, there's a big divide between... Uh, men and women when it comes to terms to describe the uh, the penis. So women are 122% more likely to use the term dick, whereas men are 94% more likely to search using cock. Okay. Although, in New York and Florida, women are more likely to search cock over dick. I don't know what that means. I can't even begin to parse that. I don't know what it means, but I feel like it means something. <laughs> Because Texas and Florida are our two just most ridiculous states when it comes to news stories. That is very true. So I'm going to assume that it it just reinforces that stereotype that I have. Yeah. If we want to stay on on topic. <laughs> sure. Yep. I have I have one more article that we can stay on topic with. So this is a very horny episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Particularly with how we opened it. Yeah. And I'm glad we're staying true to our brand. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to change. No. Again, this isn't me. (laughs) This is not Michael Cushing. (laughs) Well, apparently very recently it was World Sex Day. Sure. Um, And so The Sun published an article that talked about the world's favorite sex positions. Okay. And I assume just missionary. There are six on here. And out of the five or six, I've... I've not never heard of the f- five of them. So I- I'd like to read them out to you and, and I'd like you to try and just try conjecture? and guess yeah, okay. like what it might be. Well, yeah, let's go. See what All we right. Got so the, the first one is the galloping horse. Okay. Um, I'm envisioning like a reverse wheelbarrow, which seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Galloping horse. Um, I'm going to say... I feel very dirty describing what I'm envisioning right now. <laughs> Again, knowing what I know about our listenership. <laughs> but He's, women on all fours, dude, kind of like squatting above. Mm, no. Okay. Sit, guy sits in a chair, nudges his bottom a bit forward, and then and then she straddles him. Okay. So she's kind of like, it's kind of like cowgirl, but in a chair. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Or what about the uh, the elephant? We covered this one in our uh, frat boy episode. Okay, this one, uh, the guy has a three iron. (laughs) Apparently, it's very popular with the Australians. So, sorry, I forgot to to tell you that the galloping horse is apparently a, uh, it's very popular with the Polish. Oh, okay, Michael, if you told me that, obviously I would have known. Okay, so the The Australian. The elephant is very popular with the Australians. Okay. There are three scorpions and two deadly snakes yeah. involved. So basically, the guy wraps a the most deadly snake in the world around his dick. Yeah, and then the woman uh, steps on it uh, like an elephant would stomp Re- on a small repeatedly. mouse. Repeatedly, yeah. yeah. Um, well, elephants are scared of mice. I think. <laughs> Fact check me, our biology friend. <laughs> Probably. I think. I think I saw that in the MythBusters. Yeah. Uh, what about the the easy over? Not to be confused with the over easy, which is an egg. Oh, yeah. right. Um, this is just when the uh, lady lays down on her tummy and the male, they, he just lays down on top of her, butt to butt, and then you just kind of roll around. <laughs> just butt to butt? 
Yeah, just puts a butt. <laughs> just rolling over. You have to have a very big bed or you yeah. have to be on the floor because otherwise it can be dangerous. You got to stay butt to butt though the entire time. Yeah. Cannot stress that enough for this one to work. It's just butts touching. <laughs> and then, so that one's very well, popular with the Japanese. Okay, so actually I stand by that answer. You nailed it. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, I, hold on. Uh, it's just groping on a train. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, and then what apparently what is, is, oh, it's, she lies on her back and he then helps her raise her legs and bend them, to bend them back toward her shoulders. Okay, this is shoulders. a family, this is a family show. Yeah, I don't, I, it's, <laughs> I just wanted you to, I just wanted, I just wanted you to guess what they were. I don't need okay. to actually tell you yeah. what they are. This is, yeah, I don't need to know either. Yeah. Uh, and then apparently what's very popular stateside here in the United States is classic missionary because apparently we're boring as shit. Yeah. So, so that's your uh, that's your lesson in in international relations, if you will. Because I just need a deadly snake and a woman will. <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> well, Michael, have you ever thought what the J in Donald J. Trump stands for? Uh, Juggalo. Yeah, he's very proud of it, and I've never actually bothered to look it up because I don't care about him. But juicy so- like an orange. So this was a shower thought, which is something that I wanted to start incorporating into the show, just random shower thoughts from the internet. Okay. But this was one of mine. And I realized he says it all the time. I couldn't give less of a shit about what it means. Mm-hmm. I assume it's just like Joe Beefus or something. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Jehoshaphat's? Je- yeah, like Jehu. Jehu. Oh, That's probably Yeah. Jamiroquai? Oh, I don't know. shit. I, I kind of wish cool my middle enough. name was Jamiroquai. Yeah, we all do, but I couldn't pull off the hat, so it's fine. <laughs> Can I give you another, a really dumb shower thought? So yes. I started pulling these from Twitter because there are there are a couple of bots on Twitter that pull shower thoughts from Reddit. So I want I want I want to go to the source of just like the dumb people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this comes from Adam Currents on Twitter. Here, quote soon. Turning the page will be as anachronistic as rolling down the window. Hashtag shower thoughts. <laughs> That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. One, books exist and will for a very long time. Also, windows will exist for a very long time, specifically in cars. Yeah, but you don't roll them down. You still, at least, they still roll down, though. But but that's the thing, is that, like, if you had what never... What do you say when you want the window down? Well, but I do because I, I, my dad had a car where you actually had to roll it. Right. Like, if I'd never seen a car where you have to roll it, I would just say, like, put the window down. Okay, well, what are all the icons on your smartphone? The call button is a handheld shitty phone. Right, that is weird. Um, I think, I don't remember who was telling me this about it. It might have been Rachel, but uh, she was talking about how, like, a lot of younger kids, instead of doing, like, the telephone with your pinky and your thumb... Um, they just do a palm? They do a palm, like you're talking on an iPhone. Interesting. Well, even like the save button on like most programs right, is still yeah. like a floppy disk. Yeah, that's very confusing, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah. I'd be interested to ask like a kid what they think that is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what, then what, what would be the icon, though, if it wasn't that? To save? I like mean, a it's hard drive? Like, no, it's probably just like a down button or something. Like a down arrow. But that's a download button. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's... Or like a downvote. I yeah. would like to downvote this thing I just wrote. 
<laughs> when I see that disc, though, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to play my nine-disc version of Codename Iceman from uh, Sierra. I, I played some Oregon Trail the other day. Yeah? I, nice. I totally killed uh, my entire party by trying to ford the, the big river. Oh, man. I, I killed all of them. I was still alive, but then but then I died of dysentery, so... It'll always get you. Yeah. Were you doing that on the archive.org in the browser? I, I was, yeah. That's a treasure trove of yeah. video games. Oh, uh, yeah. So Tilt til Pro Tip. Uh, archive.org has some of your favorite uh, MS-DOS games on, yep. uh, some very good available ones. fully in the browser. Yep. I'll put it, that in the show notes. So, Michael, apparently KFC in China has unveiled a facial recognition technology to serve its customers. So you walk into a KFC in Beijing. Mm-hmm. You see the big giant screen with weird like emoji versions of the colonel staring at you. <laughs> okay. uh, one, it tells you how old you are, which every time I've done that with a facial recognition program, it tells me I'm 55, which upsets me on a molecular <laughs> level. Um, but then it'll also tell you what you should order at the KFC. So and- it tells you to turn around and go somewhere else? Or... To use the uh, Pat Oswald, get a get a sadness bowl. <laughs> sadness bowl. <laughs> um, it's supposed to also remember your order, which is not anything I would want a fast food refer- restaurant to be doing with my face. No. Um, but I'm also very like curious about the like machine learning behind this like facial recognition. Like, if you walk in and it's just like you need a double down what does that computer think of me (laughs) what do you look like when you need a double down right or like you need a family bucket i'm one person it's like sorry you can't have the family bucket but like does it change based on i'm saying what if the computer looked at me right and said you need a family bucket well but that's (laughs) like that's what i'm wondering like if you walk in as an american Oh, does does it like, does it skew towards more food? Hmm. That's interesting. Right. Or, or like, cause I mean, a lot of the facial recognition stuff, I mean, there's been all those stories where it's like, oh, it only it only recognizes white people. Um, you know, a lot of the things where it was like, oh, if it, like, if you smile, it's supposed to take the picture. And there was all those things about it not being able to recognize different facial types. Like if you walk in, it's like, oh, clearly you're an American you should eat all of this just it just gives you a bucket of lard. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can see that. Um there are a couple items in this story. This is from The Guardian. Um massively un- makes me massively uncomfortable. Uh so one of the customers uh who said she wouldn't use the machine because of privacy concerns. Mm-hmm. But uh most customers are nonplussed. In China, you don't have any privacy anyway. Um and then they said that uh, most of a most citizens in China's private data, including the apartments they've rented and internet internet cafes they've visited, could be bought using their personal ID D number at j- at the cost of just seven hundred renminbi, which is about a hundred dollars, to buy the personal like a- identity of anyone in China. Wow, that's. Uh, I was gonna say we should have our. Uh Beijing cub reporter go check one of these things out, but I don't want her identity stolen yeah, for a hundred dollars. I mean, I mean, please do obviously go order, but like wear a mask, maybe. No, no, no just pay in cash. It'll be fine. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, 
So, Jen, if you have the time to travel to Beijing, I do not know how far that is from Shanghai, but if you... Also, you're a vegetarian. Damn it. Oh, there's so many holes in this. Well, she doesn't have to eat it. I just want to know what happens when you order it. Actually, I want to know if it can tell you. Just like, if you scowl at it, it's like, okay, here's some green beans. Like, if you walk in and, you, and you're very sad, then then that's how you get a sadness bowl. Right. But if you're, like, sad with a little bit of longing, then you get a double down. Or if you walk in with a pita shirt with, like, a picture of a cockroach with, like, a big old X through it. <laughs> And they're like, oh, one of these, and then they just give you mac and cheese. Oh, I want to know how I want to know how good this technology is. So, Jen, if you can find your way over there, help us out and go through the whole gamut of facial expressions and tell us what that equates to. Yeah, really, really dig into this thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael, what you got? So, the the F My Life website is a treasure trove of it's it's like tweets. But, like, from people who have done just really dumb things. I have no experience with that. <laughs> There's a couple on here that I wanted to uh, to run past you. Okay. Today, my husband and I were diagnosed with herpes. Mm-hmm. We've been together for five years and we're both virgins before. Even the doctor couldn't give us any explanation. The explanation is, one, either a very dirty public toilet... <laughs> Or your husband cheated on you. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. It's got to be that one, right? Like, yeah, that, that's a ve- that's that's naivete to the max. Yeah. I think like, or he just rubbed frogs all over his dick. So, <laughs> I mean, which one is preferable? If you're in that relationship, is it preferable that your husband cheated on you, or that he just <laughs> r- goes around rubbing frogs on his dick? Probably cheating. I mean, for for me. <laughs> Uh, on the same topic that we've been talking about, today my mother walked in on me watching porn. As punishment, she sat down and made me watch the rest of it with her as she gave play-by-play commentary. Oh, sweet mother <laughs> of God, what? Oh, I can't even, what? I feel like that one should end with hashtag parenting. Yeah. Also, hashtag all the... How much therapy would you need for that? All of it? Yeah, all all of it. Yeah, like I would be homeless because I'd I'd just be at therapy. My constantly. skeleton would leap straight out of my body through my roof and fly to the moon and just never be seen again. It, like it doesn't say what what like what was it like? Oh, I was watching like some some Skinamax or was it like some hardcore like I came on James Dean face. Four, yeah, there know? are definitely shades to that. Yeah. For sure. Because, like, when I got a talking to about, quote unquote, porn, mm-hmm. it's because one of my sister's friends, like, found a picture of, like, in, like, my search history. You know, the, remember the actress Catherine Bell from JAG? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> found a picture of her in a bikini on my computer when she was snooping around on my computer mm. while she was visiting my house. Um, Man, you got you got narked on by one of your sister's friends for a bikini picture? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I got to talk into about porn for that, mm. which that, is fun. That is arguably not porn at all. No. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that was my experience. <laughs> <laughs> but still, if I was watching, like, Baywatch and my mom came in and gave a play-by-play because she thought what? it was, like, watching it as 
as softcore porn, that would still be. But I'm just saying, even if my mom had just been like, Catherine Bell, she's pretty hot. <laughs> Look at that. I'd be like, I would have been massively uncomfortable and my head probably would have exploded. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine porn. <laughs> just like, like real, real porn. Yeah. I'm curious what the play-by-play commentary was, though. Yeah. Because that's like, like I, a, you gotta, that's a pretty creative I'm solution. also curious how personal the mom got. She's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Your, your dad used to ask me for that, but after 20 years, he just gave up on it. Yeah. Oh, that James Dean. Oh, his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'd come all over his face. <laughs> don't you know? I I'm assuming your- it's I'm assuming it's the mom from Bobby's World in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh, look at that! Look at that penis! Don't you know? <laughs> I think it's conspiracy theory time. So this one, it's not quite a conspiracy because I don't know who's behind it. Well, that's. That's the hallmark of a good conspiracy. Right, but like most conspiracies are like, oh, well, clearly someone's trying to hide something or like cover something up. But like this one's just like a mind fuck. Is this the John Oliver conspiracy theory that there are not Olsen twins? (laughs) It's just one Olsen moving very, very quickly back and forth. So it looks like twins. No. No, but uh, that one is pretty great. Yeah. I I feel like we should we should tap into that one at a later date. (laughs) Fair. But this one kind of, I would say this conspiracy theory makes every other conspiracy theory completely moot. Wow. I don't need, I don't know where you're going with this. I can't wait to find out. So this one is called the simulation hypothesis. Okay. So this one says that we are all living within a complex virtual reality program created hundreds or thousands of years in the future of our own perceived timeline by our ancestors for reasons we may never fully understand. Okay. So basically it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure some people have heard this before that like, there's a chance that we're living in a virtual reality simulation. Um, yeah, no, I remember, uh, I'm pretty sure Elon Musk said there was like a 10,000 to one chance or probably more. Uh, he said a billion to one chance we're living in a base reality. So he said billion one that we weren't living in virtual reality, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so he's convinced we're in virtual reality. Yes. So it kind of stems from this thing called the simulation argument or the trilemma, because there are three options. Sure. So the three options are that advanced societies never reach the point of being able to make high-fidelity simulations indistinguishable from reality because they wipe themselves out. Um, you know, basically like we, we nuclear, we nuke ourselves. Um, right. or number two, that we do reach that level of advancement, but for whatever reason, we choose not to create the simulations or three, a fraction of all people with our kind of experiences that are living in a simulation is very close to one. So either we never reach the point to be able to make virtual reality simulations um, Which seems more likely every day that passes. Well, I mean, one might argue, though, that we've gone from Pong to pretty... I mean, you played Resident Evil. Yes. 
virtual yes. reality. We've gone from Pong to that in like 30 years. 40. 40 years. So mm-hmm. give us another 40. Yeah, I'm not saying that, like, we're not going to be, like, having sweet Matrix technology pretty soon. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the likelihood of likelihood of the world making it another 40 years grows dimmer and dimmer with every passing day. All we have to do is get net, get through the next four or, oh, for love of God, eight. There's no way it's eight. <laughs> that's a, that's a tilt goddamn guarantee. <laughs> but, like, the, the, I guess the... The implications of this are, like, insane to me. Right. And they kind of blow my mind. Like, if you think about it, okay, what's the problem with quantum mechanics and quantum physics? Oh, well, let me break it down for you, my man. Um... (laughs) Well, one of the problems is that... I'll read Timeline by uh, Michael Crichton. That's all I got. One of the problems is that, like... Like, until you get down and look at the the quantum particle, you don't know which state it's in, right? It exists in multiple states. Well, you also, once you look at it, you can't measure it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, if we're living in a simulation, that could be the level of resolution that the simulation is based on. Like, that's the pixel. The the 13th floor? Is that (laughs) that movie? (laughs) I have not seen that movie, but I've heard. I've heard about it. Just wait till it's rebooted with James Dean. <laughs> I came on James Dean's 13th floor. 13th floor. Yes. Which, um, ooh, boy. But, like, yeah, so, like, Ray Kurzweil, he says, maybe our whole universe is a science experiment of some junior high school student in another universe. There could be, there could be millions of these simulations existing at the same time. I also look at this, though. It's weird because... While we're obviously progressing towards this from a technological standpoint, certain elements of our, our like culture are like regressing. Like we're moving towards a like post literate. I, I could just like in 40 years, I don't know if we'll be reading. We just talked about like icons mm-hmm. and books maybe being phased out. Like even the way a lot of people speak nowadays, like there's not necessarily even a need to read anymore. You know, if you get audiobooks or whatever, like, I, it's weird that to think that, like, technology will advance to a point where this is possible, but the people, uh, you know, this might be the idiocracy argument, like, but the people behind that technology are, like, I think a certain subset of people are getting smarter and smarter and pushing that technology forward. The masses are maybe not. <laughs> but you're, you're assuming that we don't live in the, Simulate. If we already live in the simulation, wouldn't that make sense? Because like, okay, if I create it, if I'm in the, the base reality, I create a simulation, that simulation then gets advanced enough to create another simulation, which then creates another simulation. And your key, it, every simulation that you go down, it increases the, I guess, drain on your computing power. So wouldn't it be in your best interest to not let the civilization that you're simulating get to the point where it can create simulations? Sure. So I then maybe want... there's somebody turned to dial down on the on the new the new human simulation to make them I... all dumber. Maybe I do want to say though, every game of The Sims that I've ever either played or seen, <laughs> it's pretty much all about trapping people in the bathroom and making them explode. <laughs> like I haven't seen a whole lot of that. Kush, Kush, literally our entire show yeah, is based right. on finding stupid articles about people shoving eels up their butts. Yeah, that is. Does the that kind not of thing. sound like a very advanced Sims thing? Like, 
That would does, that not be something you would make someone do in The Sims? That does sound like what a junior high schooler in the year, t- like, 35, 40, would be like, I'm going to make this guy shove an eel over. <laughs> and now, now, Michael, I'm just waiting for what our probably non-benevolent overlords will make me do next. Well, but the other weird thing is that, like, this one guy, Max Tegmark, basically said, like, we could be only existing because of our entertainment value like what's the stop zone from pulling the plug like if we're not entertaining anymore they could just be like i'm done with this Hmm. so he says if you're not sure if you're living in a simulation at the end of the night whether you're actually simulated or not my advice to you is to go out there and live really interesting lives and do unexpected things so the simulators don't get bored and shut you down hmm so just knock over all the liquor stores. <laughs> exactly. All the P- PCP in sight. So do all the crime and make it really interesting because like no one wants to watch like a boring show. They want to watch they want to watch fucking Breaking Bad. I think to me the thing that like maybe like indicated that like we might be living in a simulation or something that like had rules beyond what we knew was when uh they were spinning up the uh, Large Hadron Collider a couple years ago, and they had like a bunch of starts and stops. And like there was, it was theorized that it was the LHC itself, like detecting like a cataclysmic event that it caused and mm-hmm. stopping itself. Uh, and they said like it might have destroyed the world, so the LHC like it's, it detected it and stopped it by going back in time. But like I was like, ah, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. But then I guess the one that sold me on it was. Uh, so it's a 17 mile ring. It has vents leading up to the surface. Um, and you know, there are little ports on the surface, you know, from like the, the ring itself and a passing bird, like a pigeon dropped a piece of bread and it landed directly on top of one of the vents and caused like a slight overheating thing. And it shut down the LHC for like a week and a half. I was like, what are the fucking, it was like an inch and a half wide. It's like Luke Skywalker hitting the fucking, like, exhaust port uh, without a targeted computer. It was like, that was like, okay. That is why we need... That's suspicious as shit. We need bird-killing lasers. But that bird might have saved our entire, like, fake reality. Well, Stephen Hawking says that, like, even if time travel is theoretically possible, that he thinks the universe has a way to shut down things that would cause paradoxes. Right. And so maybe the reason that it does is because they've written the computer program to not allow a paradox to happen. Michael, if you were a junior high schooler Mm -hmm. in the year 3540, would you add secret lizard people to your simulation? Yes. That's the thing is like all these things like UFOs, like I would totally put in things to cause people to go crazy. Yeah. That's what makes it fun. I mean, again, when I played SimCity 2000, the I, played with the, I played with disasters on nonstop. Yeah. And you could make a monster show up and eat your city. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm on board on this. And like, Michael, how about this alternate reality, alternate theory, mm-hmm. little twist on this one? What about if we're all living in a slightly advanced Japanese game show? Oh, like, so, like, the Truman Show, but, like... Yeah. Not just... Mo- but, just like, regular, everyone's involved. Just a Japanese game show, but, like, set, like, two like 200 years in the future. Like, they've evolved enough, like... There was... There was multiple times where, like, I was on my way to work, and I heard 
a siren and then all of a sudden I had to contort my body to fit through a cutout that was coming towards me and I didn't know why that was. Yeah. But now that you mention it. Yeah. Game show. Yeah. Also, some one somebody just picked me up and put a bunch of Velcro on me and threw me at a wall. You're talking about pretty fucking tame Japanese t- game shows. I, I'm just going to point that out real quick. Well, yeah, I haven't been involved in any of the Bukaki ones, so... Or like they, no one's locked you in a room by yourself for two years. Yeah, it made me fill out sweepstakes. Yeah. You got more for me? Well, the only thing... I, I just want to close with this. Yeah, please. The problem is that if we are living in a simulation... There, David Chalmers, another uh, uh, physicist, says that there's certainly not going to be conclusive experimental proof that we're not in the simulation because any evidence we could ever get would, of course, be simulated. Right. So, like, you can't ever disprove it, which makes it a bad hypothesis in, in scientific yeah. terms because you can't dis- you can't ever come up with something to disprove it. But it also makes a great hypothesis because you can't ever disprove it. Right. Like, if I had to, it's not something I would, like, commit my life's work to, like, as, like, a pursuit. <laughs> but if I just wanted to get, like, on TV a little bit, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, prove me wrong, asshole. It's, I mean, it certainly is way more exciting than the Earth being flat. Um, Yeah, it's not more exciting than the Earth being hollow and full of aliens. No, but, that's true. But I, I would say like, the, it has all the hallmarks of a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. I don't have the time or inclination to prove it wrong. You know, listening back on the the Hollow Earth theory, yeah, the picture that was in my head of the Hollow Earth was basically like the Matrix, where they're just all having a party down in like Zion. Zion it's just like yeah. a big rave, but like instead of people, it was all raptors and aliens right. and raptor aliens. And, like, there was a sun and, like, all sorts of cool shit. Well, like, yeah. Shambhala, like yeah, Shambhala was down there. But mostly the it. rave part of it. Right. Oh, yeah, no, people were kicking it nonstop mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just having a great time. And again, though, like, why? <laughs> no, I just, I keep coming back to that question. Just, like, come outside, hang out. Whatever. But, like, maybe the inside's so much cooler than the outside. I mean, Shambhala sounds pretty dope. Right? But, yeah. I mean... Again, though, if I had crossed the interstellar void, miles and miles, a couple miles. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we're the only hollow planet out there. They've been on the outside of lots of planets. Sure. And now they get to one and they're like, oh, shit, there's a creamy center in this one. Oh, I got that nougat, though. I'm going to get okay. all up in there. And actually, like they said, it was like the concentric circles like Venus, Mars. Right. It's Mercury. like a take five. Yeah. You get that pretzel. Uh-huh. Get that peanut butter, a little caramel center, right? Because the the best part of a candy bar is not the chocolate on the outside. Like no, that's just the vessel. If you have the choice, you're not just going to eat just Hershey's chocolate. You want the stuff inside the chocolate, yeah, that tasty center, right? Where's the cream filling? Exactly. It's on yeah. James Dean's face. Michael, I think that's gonna do it for <laughs> us today on Trends in Low Places. Uh, thanks for joining me, bud. Um, Folks, uh, if you want to follow us along, uh, I actually put up a blog post last week. I finally yeah, got back to it. you did it. After 12, 13 weeks, uh, we'll, we'll add a little bit, uh, bit of things to this episode. Probably, a little bit of flavor. Yeah, well, 
Uh, probably not any of Michael's <laughs> net, dirty, nasty sex stuff. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll write a blog post for this uh, this episode. You can find that at goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. Um, you can also follow uh, one of our other shows, uh, The Longest Days of Our Lives. That's a 24 fan cast that me and Michael do with our buddy Curtis. That is making its triumphant return. Uh, it should have come out yesterday in your in your feeds, and we'll, uh, we're back on track. Uh, so if you... Like 24, or even if you don't, you just like uh, your boys saying really dumb things, which obviously you do. Uh, check that out. It, you don't have to love 24 to like it, but it's, uh, it's a good time. And uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at TILPCast and uh, on Facebook at TILPCast. Um, and you can also uh, like and share our posts on Twitter and Facebook um, because that is how we get out there to the masses. Um, also, when um, when you find us on your uh, you know iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher or whatever you use to to download podcasts, uh, give us a like, you know, give us a comment, um, a review, anything like that certainly helps. Yeah, just share us share us with anyone you think might enjoy the um, the the comedic ramblings of two good good boys. Just because we share the Podbean link, that is where we host the show, but you don't have to download the Podbean app or, you know, listen on Podbean. Uh, we are available on pretty much every podcast app known to man. So if you have a preferred app, you don't have to listen to us on Podbean. Just find what you like. So just, just search trends in low places and we come right up. Michael, can I leave you with a parting shower thought? Oh, please do. The first wipe is always just to assess the damage. Hashtag shower thoughts. That is the most true thing I've ever heard. Yep. Michael, I love you. I love you too, buddy. Toodles.